Looking, though, today at the gospel, we read the transfiguration. And this is Sunday, second Sunday of Lent, from the earliest days of the church, that the church has read this gospel. We focus on the transfiguration. And many people are wondering, why? Why are we focusing on this glory of Jesus during this period of Lent when we are journeying with Christ in his passion and his death, in his 40 days in the desert like we celebrated or we read last week? The reason primarily goes into what we see as the order of things in Scripture. In the Bible, it tends to be that the transfiguration comes right before Christ's entry into Jerusalem. He does that in order to remind his apostles to encourage them by reminding them of who he is, his divinity, the power of the Trinity, before they walk towards Calvary, before they walk towards the persecution and the darkness that he and the apostles are going to have to face. It's sort of a sign of hope before the darkness of his passion and his death. And so in the same way, during Lent, we're kind of living the gospel. We're living that period before and during the passion of Jesus. And so here, right at the beginning, we read the transfiguration, Christ's glorified body. We are reminded that, yes, he is going to be disfigured and brutally beaten, and he is going to die on the cross, but he's God. He is God, and we cannot lose hope. And we are looking forward to a day of the resurrection. That's why we celebrate it here, because in a certain sense, Lent is a reliving, a liturgical season, the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. But how can we take this gospel and the way that it's situated and apply it to our own lives personally? And I think it's something that has been very important for me, and I've suggested it to a lot of people I work with, and I see that it's become something that produces a good amount of fruit. The reality is that every single one of us, at some point, is going to have to pick up our cross and follow Jesus. We are going to go through a difficult period of trials, darkness, and struggling. It could be because of our nation or our community struggling, It could be because of our family going through a trial period. Someone has cancer. Dad lost his job. Or it could be our own lives. A period of dryness and darkness and prayer. A period of suffering where we are tempted to ask, where's God in all this? Why is he silent? Why am I and others whom I love having to go through this? Many of you here may be going through a period like that right now. It could be great. It could be small. But all of us are going to have to endure the darkness of the cross, struggling struggling in trials in our own lives. And so it can lead us to question God's benevolence, God's existence, his plan for us in our own lives. And that's where the transfiguration gospel comes in. Because all of us, along with having to endure trials, have had some experience of the transfiguration in our own lives. A moment when the reality of who Jesus is, of God's existence, of the power of Christ, has broken through in our lives. Those mountaintop moments. It could have been a moment in prayer where a scripture passage jumped out at us. 
It could have been a miracle in our own lives, a healing of some sort. It could have been something someone said. It could have been something that we experienced where we knew beyond a doubt that Jesus Christ is real. He's alive, and the power of the resurrection flows into our existence even today, where we couldn't doubt that God really exists. But what happens is, it's very easy for us to forget those transfiguration moments when the clouds of darkness set in. We forget that thing that happened one year ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, that anchored us in our faith. And all we can do is focus on the darkness here. And so we need to be willing to remember and mark those transfiguration moments in our lives. Sort of like what Peter does. Even though he really doesn't know what he's talking about, Peter, after experiencing this glorification of Jesus, says, hey, let's make three little tents so that we can remember what happened here. And so we, my encouragement, can do the same exact thing. And I am giving some very, very practical advice to be able to erect our own tents. Now, it could be something that you make, that you put on your little prayer place. It could be a simple piece of paper that you put on your mirror where you shave or you get ready in the morning. It could be something you keep in your wallet or on your phone. It doesn't matter where it is, where you write down those transfiguration moments. It may be one sentence. It could be an image that reminds you of it. So that whenever it gets dark, you can pull this thing out and say, oh yeah, it's really dark, but I remember when this happened or that happened. I remember when I was sure that God was real and working and active in my life. And this is exactly the same thing. Creating our little tents that through the lint of our lives, and whenever things get dark, that we have this memory is something set up that is always there to remind us of those transfiguration moments and indeed that Jesus Christ is Lord, his power still is in effect in our lives and that he will help us persevere through the darkness to the resurrection. Amen.